Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, gamers? Welcome to episode 26 of ASA Game Talk. We are a Skyrimatic Podcasting's gaming podcast where we talk about all different games besides Elder Scroll and Fallout games. Usually, usually we talk about other games. I am Jeremy, and I am joined today by Pat. Hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Good. And a very familiar voice. Haven't heard from him in a while. Juan. Hey, what's going on? Uh, thanks for joining, Juan. We, we've uh, we've missed you. Yeah, well, I, I did do the, the uh, Skyrim episode for crafting with uh, Michael not too long ago, so I'm, tr- I'm trying. It's, <laughs> you know, I, I do enjoy this. It's just, you know, life. Yeah, I would say <laughs> life gets in the way sometimes, so yeah. we, we understand that, and we uh, we know you're doing good things so just uh, like to hear from you once in a while <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah, i think i think one of this may be the first time you and i've been on live together because i started i sort of joined just when you had to, to take a bit of a break and since i haven't been uh yeah. i'm interested in the skyrim stuff but i'm avoiding it until i actually play the game a little bit okay yeah now skyrim is mm, Addicting yeah. would be uh, <laughs> the easiest way to to put it. Just because I mean, uh, I mean, you've seen Fallout and you know Fallout, and it. But it seems like um, Fallout is a little bit more structured, a little more uh, rigid, I guess you would say, or at least Fallout Four was for me, because it. I sit there and I have this idea of this character that I want to play, and then. Um, because of just the speech options and the choices and everything, it kind of, I sit there and go, wait, that doesn't make sense for my character, but I need to do this in order yeah, to pro- yeah. progress. So, uh, okay, my character's doing this because of this, yeah. you know, where in Skyrim, you kind of, you kind of sit there, you go in and you're like, okay, I, I have no, this character has absolutely no history that, to speak of so i can create my own history and i can sit there and say i am this i was there because of this and i got captured so now i'm starting and i'm going into this world and i can basically go into a town and just chop wood for 
for a while and make try to make money and say he's trying to build you know trying to build his fortune he's starting at the bottom or you sit there and say okay well he's he's kind of really adventurous and he wants to go out and just shoot stuff and kill stuff and be and you know build up his skill and build up his fame so it gets well known and and that's the nice thing about skyrim where even like some of the choices they sit there and they it's it's very open-ended where this it's like oh we noticed you did this and we would like you to help us out with this and you sit there and go eh that's not really my character and you don't have to do it yeah yeah i think uh New Vegas and the Fallout, uh, sort of modern Fallout uh, games, is is the best one that just gives you that total freedom and it, it's it's nicely integrated and there's there's structure in the sense that uh, that you, uh, you 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 have specific things to do but but you're very free to to kind of fit those to your character just like you're talking about four yeah. and and four I agree four is kind of the you know sort of the worst in that area you know it's maybe the four is maybe the most uh, uh, it, it may open in the sense of the landscape and everything, although uh, I, I definitely agree. It's it's harder in four to kind of not do stuff. You know, it's just a little, a little different. Yeah, I, I think another part of it is the fact that your um, character development is so um, based on just completing quests in order to get experience. Yeah. As opposed to getting experience just for being in the world, just for um, doing stuff. Yeah, and that's uh, um, the uh, the uh, let's see the way the way you said that was going to make a point. It just totally totally went went out of my brain. Sorry, but uh, yeah, it's um, oh, I, I know it. It's it's the other thing I think that four um, is is unfor- a little unfortunate about that it um, doesn't give as many non-violent options. You know, so many of the other quests are you know clear this, kill this, and you have some of that in, in just about every. Uh, online uh, every every role-playing game but that's kind of there's a lot of it and it's I mean, there's a there's a few you know, twitch streamers and people that have done uh you know no kill runs and things like that but it's, it's just really hard and, and it's very artificial there's sort of not a natural way to do a a, a pacifist run or a non-violent run in right. uh in four yeah because i heard in three you could actually with a high enough charisma you could complete the game without killing anybody I, I never did that, but I, I can see that it's possible because uh, the because the charisma checks are are, are different, and uh, you know you, you run you run through them in a different way, and I, I, that makes sense that you could that that's possible. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, three also had a um, not karma. Uh, what's it called? Where if you the more bad decisions you make, the it's almost like a fame or something. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. They, they both did. So three had a sort of good neutral evil thing that was okay. sort of one dimensional. But then New Vegas actually had sort of a, a a multi-dimensional where you could be despised by one faction, admired by the other faction, and, and sort of you know feared or respected. Uh, you know, and it was you know it was actually literally kind of two dimensional in New Vegas among the different factions. Okay, well, that actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I highly rec- to people who yeah. like that. I highly recommend New Vegas just because it's a uh, uh, and, and it's New Vegas when it first came out got a bad rap. Well, it deserved bad rap because it was really <laughs> buggy, but they yeah, eventually I, fixed it. Yeah, I heard the interview with one of the creators where just everything that was going wrong with it, and and then I heard about this one guy who um, I guess he quit playing because um, he he downloaded he downloaded the game but he wasn't connected to the internet 
So he had to keep dealing with all the um, issues that the game had uh, day one. So he never oh received any of, the, any of the yeah he never received any of the updates. <laughs> so once he once he uh, I guess uh, at, at one point he finally updated everything and it was just like oh wow that actually works now. <laughs> hey, hey Pat, have you played New Vegas on your Xbox One? Uh, not on Xbox One. I, I I played it to death on 360, um, but I have not tried it on Xbox One, so I don't know how the compatibility works. I assume mm-hmm. it's good, but I haven't tried it. Yeah, I I looked on the store the other day, and I think it's what twenty bucks, ten bucks. You know, it's oh, not wow. super expensive wow. for the the download or the digital version. So there were, yeah. So I was I was thinking about picking that up because I have I have not played that. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Jeremy. As many games as you try, uh, you you have such patience, you know, for 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 trying a bunch of different stuff. You absolutely ought to ought to try that one, uh, and uh, and and you know, see how it works for you because it's uh, uh, it's especially if you get you get it all fully patched and and I can I can't imagine starting out with new with a non-buggy New Vegas. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, before we get into what we've been playing, uh, let's. Uh, Got a piece of feedback from Dennis, and this is uh, regarding Mafia 3, so we're going to listen to that, and then we'll get into what we've been playing. All right. Hello, ASA Game Talk. This is Dennis, and I'm here to talk a little bit about Mafia 3, the game that was dropped Friday, October 7th, 2016, that was published by Take-Two, uh, the same people that brought you Bioshock and Borderlands, and it was developed by Hangar 13. It's an open-world sandboxy game set in 1968 in the fictional town of New Bordeaux, which is a takeoff on New Orleans. I don't know if uh, Jeremy's going to play this uh, at the top of the bottom of the show, and I don't know if he'll have mentioned something that I mentioned to him, where I mentioned that the AI is a bit clunky. Uh, the only thing I meant by the AI being clunky is the fact that you know stealth is a little bit overpowered in the game. You can kind of uh, one of the mechanics is just you can whistle somebody you know close to you. And uh, then you can take somebody down. You can kind of just sit behind a box and whistle over and over again and kind of draw out the enemies. And it kind of makes uh, stealth a little overpowered and a little simplistic. But it's not a, a fault in games. It's stealth in games in general, uh, even up to Hitman and Fallout, has uh, kind of got a, a big broad curve that they we kind of need to address a little bit. You know, stealth is either just vastly overpowered or, you know, it's vastly underpowered. We haven't kind of found that good medium that we can deal with. But that's a, a minor complaint. You know, I, I could take a knock at the graphics too. They're not necessarily any better than what I've seen. You know, uh, GTA V was released, I believe, what, three years ago now? And it doesn't look substantially better than that. I've, I've seen some reviews where they mention how beautiful the town is. And um, I'm not really seeing that myself, but that's uh, a very small knocks in what is turning out to be a very enjoyable game because it's a game that is really bringing a lot of story to it. It's got a lot of uh, interesting little characters. I'm only about three hours into it, but you know they've done a really good job. The opening sequence is fantastic, uh, mixed in with the uh, licensed music that they have. They have over 100 licensed songs from that time period. Uh, which really does a good job if you like that music to to kind of draw you in to and get you in the mood for that kind of uh, storyline. Uh, but they've got a lot of uh, a good uh, character actors. One of them is uh, uh, Father James Ballard, who's played by Gordon Green. He's if uh, any of you have seen The Wire, he kind of has a Lester Freeman look to his character, and he 
It's got the same kind of voice cadence uh, by Clark Peters, who played uh, Lester Freeman in The Wire. Uh, but yeah, it, it does a good job drawing you into the story, and it's actually one of the few games where I've, you know, normally I kind of do the main story to kind of get out of the prologue, and then after that I go, you know, I'll go do collectibles, I'll go searching around for weapons and stuff like that, but this is actually a game that's kind of hooked me in, and I'm actually interested to see what's going on with the characters. You know, the other kind of game mechanic-y stuff that I always go for has kind of taken a back seat to what's really going on with this interesting story, and, you know, the game was released just a few days ago, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but, you know, if you're a, if you're not a fan of open-world sandboxy kind of games, uh, I would recommend, you know, going and trying to find a, a Let's Play and, you know, watching just a little bit of the opening sequence so you can kind of, kind of get a taste for what I'm talking about. And uh, if you are, you know, somebody that does enjoy those styles of uh, games, you know, if this is something that you probably are going to want to look into. You know, I, again, I, I'm kind of concerned with the game mechanics, but, you know, and also, you know, a fear that I had, you know, one of the uh, GTA 4 I think it was GTA 4, kind of took itself a little too seriously, kind of with the whole Russian, you know, storyline. And, you know, it, it it wasn't able to hold up and maintain, you know, that kind of pacing that it has. And th this game's got, you know, a lot of hard issues that it's dealing with. You know, you're dealing with, you know, uh, racial tension and a lot of uh, a lot of division in what was going on in the country at that time. So to uh, keep kind of keep that tone serious and keep you invested and interested it's going to be interesting because you know the game is a you know it is open world it, you know you are expected to do a lot of different things and I'm just hoping that uh, some of the repetitive things that I've seen in the gameplay are, you know aren't going to destroy what they're building story wise storyline wise but yeah it's it's got some good history to it they're you know they, they're interweaving it's kind of told from uh it's kind of told in kind of a Ken Burnsy, uh, you know, kind of, you know, documentary style. It's got a kind of a little Oliver Stone flair to it with the kind of flash forwards and flashbacks as the, as you're talking in through different characters. It's, it's just got something that's keeping you invested in, in, uh, in what's going on as far as the story goes. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really high on it. And I have a lot of hope for it. And, uh, it kind of reminds me of, uh, what they're doing kind of with, the uh, the Bloody Baron storyline of The Witcher 3, where you kind of go in thinking that, you know, okay, you know, here's this one character and things are going to pan out this one certain way. But as you play through it a little bit more, you know, people open up a little bit more. You learn that, you know, a character is not just, you know, this this one person. You know, you have to invest yourself a little bit more. And maybe choices just aren't quite as clear-cut as what you want. And which is what, you know, many of us that play, you know, role-playing games are kind of looking for. It's just not, you know, sort of a black and white, sort of that gray to where we're trying to figure out what's going on and be invested and, you know, kind of do a little detective work, a little sleuthing. So, again, I'm only about three hours into the game. Uh, I hope Jeremy is enjoying it as much as I am. I, I really look forward to talking with him about it. And uh, I hope that you have the opportunity to uh, check it out. Uh, because it might deserve a little bit of your time. So hopefully I'll be able to provide a, a better update when uh, I can, you know, not fear of spoiling everything for people and uh, we can get a little, get a, and I have a little bit more sense of what's going on with the game. But until next time, uh, enjoy your gaming and keep on gaming. Bye. All right. 
thank you so much for the uh, for the audio, uh, Dennis. Wow, sorry. Um, yeah, he he kind of hit a lot of the the keys on the head. The the stealth or the yeah the AI the stealth, however you want to call it, is uh, yeah. I wrote in the note the AI is pretty dumb. So you could sit behind a box, and there's two guys standing right next to each other. You whistle. One of them will come. You'll kill him, and the other guy is none the wiser. So you whistle again, and he'll come. So that's, you know, it works in the player's benefit, but it's like they, I heard someone say that, the AI has no peripheral vision, and that's kind of right on. You know, there's you can do a lot of stuff like that where they don't, the other enemies don't see you, which is a little weird, but um, it it is it, it is a very good story. Like the way it, like he said, the way it's told with flash forwards, flashbacks, it is kind of a documentary almost in the background. And it it is really good. I I'm really enjoying it. I'm probably oh I played most of the day yesterday, so I'm probably six seven hours into it. Um, and there's the collectibles, you know, your little collectathon and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that I ran into this morning, so there's you you can set up wiretaps all around the city, which essentially is, you know, your your towers in Assassin's Creed, your towers in Far Cry. You know, you set up your, you go to the wiretap, you put your fuses on it, and it shows you what's around that area for the collectibles. So as you do that, you get to see more, more and more of the map in detail. So I was doing that, and I went to the last box in the area, and it happened to be where the next objective was for a, with a boss and I, I didn't want to do that I just wanted to get to the wiretap and I'm like well I'm not fighting through all these guys for this I'll come back and as I left it said you're leaving the mission zone if you continue you're going to fail the mission and then it basically dumped me into a load screen and back to back to my safe house wasn't a fan of that you know it should have just let me say, no, I want to quit the mission and just let me keep going. But other than that, I don't really have a lot of complaints. It's fun. You can, one of the first missions, you, you go into the bayou and you have to take down a group. And the first couple of guys are on the pier. You can kill them and then throw them in the water and the alligators will get them, <laughs> which is really cool. Except every time you're in the water, you're scared shitless that an alligator is going to get you. So I am definitely enjoying the game so far. Um, yeah, story's really good. Don't want to say too much because it is. it just did come out Friday. So, yeah, look forward to uh, getting some time with Dennis to talk and kind of see how things have been playing out and what he thinks about it. So that's what I've been playing. What about you guys? Let's start with, uh, let's go with Pat. Maybe. All right. How about Juan? Um, well, for me, it's 
basically ESO. <laughs> um, uh oh. Oh. That's all right. We... Yeah, oh, okay. he, he dropped off. Oh, it looked like I lost you too, but okay. Um, yeah, basically just a lot of ESO. Um, it's there kind it of my my little escape and helps me keep my sanity. <laughs> right now, uh, there's still plenty of stuff for me to do, and uh, the main thing that I'm working on is just getting my crafting to the point where I can craft any craftable armor in the game, and mm. that's kind of. Um, because the crafting system is a little bit different uh, in ESO than it is in any of the other uh, Bethesda uh, Elder Scrolls games. Oh, where, really? Yeah, um, because uh, the one thing about this game is you find something with a trait, and then you have to research it. In the beginning, a lot of the stuff you research, um, if it's the first item that you're researching, it takes about six hours, um, and then it gets the time gets progressively longer. So you invest skill points in order to help you out. And towards the end, each um, piece of armor uh, has nine total traits that you can learn as well as the weapons. Uh, and there, there is a, you can use a skill point so that a trait doesn't take longer than 30 days. Mm. Um, so it, if you invest all your skill points into crafting, you can actually finish in just over a year uh, with everything. Wait, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes about a year to um, to research every single trait for all um for all the armor that you, and uh weapons that are in the game because at most you can research three things at a time wow and there is some, there's a one one skill point you use and it says you uh for your basically for your for your ninth trait it doesn't take longer than 30 days so um you put your you put put your item to research and then it's a there's a little countdown timer and then if you join ESO plus that takes about 10% off of that so you're looking you're still looking at about 27 days of, of just letting the timer go for researching and I think because of the fact that it is uh, online game and it's meant for uh, the long haul um, that's the reason why they they make it that way because I mean if you were pay, playing Skyrim and it took you a year to um, be able to craft everything that you want, uh, I don't think you, you it I, it wouldn't be as fun because of the fact that the one thing about Skyrim is you keep changing characters and try playing different play styles. But mm -hmm. if you if you have to sit there and do your crafting and go. Okay, now I gotta wait. Well, I guess I'll go play another character or something like that, and then eventually it's just like, okay, I don't want to play this anymore. Um, but because you're playing an MMO, it's uh, it's much nicer because you know that. Um, crap, sorry, I got a little pop up. Um, because you know that 
it's there's always going to be new content that you can work on there's other stuff that you can do and there are people that can craft a lot of the stuff if you really need it or there's guild stores that you go in and you find stuff that people have crafted um if you join a guild then uh there are other people in that guild that can craft certain things and you just ask around uh and say hey can anybody craft me this? I, I'd really want this piece. And then they'll sit there and say, uh, okay, yeah. Um, do you have all the material? If you don't, they'll say, well, if you don't have the material, um, it'll cost you this much because I have to either, I have to get, get it myself, use my own resources, or I have to, um, uh, have to go purchase it at a, at a guild store. And this is the average cost for these parts. And then uh, typically in, in a, in a guild, they'll, they just charge you for the material. Um, if it's somebody that's outside of the, the guild, then uh, a lot of times the, depending on what level the, um, the gear set is, if it's a nine, if it's a nine trait gear set and somebody has taken their year or whatever to to do that then they're going to sit there and say okay i'll charge you about 2500 gold per piece or a thousand gold per piece just mm-hmm. uh to for you know because i i have taken the time to do this um and typically um that's that's probably the biggest thing is just people um that's how you make money uh, as well as a lot of the there's there are a lot of armors that just drop randomly um, which will be nice with uh, with the new update that's coming up that it will actually be to your level now as opposed to like if you're in a lower level um, in uh, one of the starting areas or whatever, you're getting like level five gear and you're already uh, level 50 mm-hmm. with, uh, with, 100 and, with over 160 champion points and you're just mm-hmm. like, that, I, this armor doesn't do me any good at all. <laughs> right. So that's that's the one nice thing about the the uh, upcoming update is that you will get a lot of a lot of that and <clears throat> I guess the biggest selling point now is the fact that they're going to make it a truly open world where you can go anywhere you want and it'll either uh, scale your character up to um, whatever the the area you are um, it just kind of uh, it does a little it does its own uh, math and says, okay, this is what your character would be like at this level so that you're not underpowered and just getting one-shotted by uh, some random creature that pops up. Mm. I know Pat said he had some questions about um, ESO and uh, so I don't know. When does that update drop for console? For consoles, it's the 18th. Okay. Um, I think I heard on PC it was a 66 gig um, <laughs> update. Oof. Yeah. But I think it's going to be an update slash replacement where it's going to, you're going to download all of this and then it's going to replace most of the content in there so you you don't have over 100 gigs of <laughs> at least that's that's my thinking hopefully that it, that's the way it works um i haven't read anything that really explains how that's going to work right so 
Well, so yeah, I'm hope. Okay, sorry. Go oh, ahead. No, I was gonna say before uh, we get into Pat's questions about ESO. What have you been playing, Pat? Did we lose Pat again? I don't know. Oh, there he is. Hey, guys, can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. I got gotcha. I, I think it was, uh, I think, uh, sorry about that. I think it's this headset. It's um, It's got one of those things where you, where you can uh, lift the mic up to mute, and I muted it while uh, while we're listening to Dennis's feedback. And so, sorry about that. So, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, what I've been playing, uh, uh, I've Coming back uh, in, in Fallout 4 and going back over into Nuka World, um, not, not to get too much into it because we have the uh, the other show that will mm-hmm. eventually cover it, but just just real quick, what uh, you know, I think people who know Fallout know within Nuka World, there's it's a raider centric thing, and, and you, there's a lot of stuff to do kind of within Nuka World that's self contained, and you can sort of do whatever you want within Nuka World, and you're not really sort of affecting the things you've done outside in the broader commonwealth but if you've got a well-established character that's done a lot of settlement building done a particular play style and you've sort of built out a uh how you think that character behaves and acts um it's not necessarily you're not necessarily going to take all the raider stuff into the commonwealth so it's basically sort of a a, an a or b kind of path i mean there's some Mm -hmm. different choices you can make but it's it's like a or b and uh uh what, so what I was doing is I made a new character that I'm just sort of goofing around with, doing a couple of uh, play styles and, um, and and doing the raider-centric stuff. And so right now I'm actually kind of in the in the middle of starting to raid the Commonwealth just for the first time and to see how that plays out. And uh, it, it's it, it's it's it doesn't feel like it's like an amazing you know, amazing. Uh, Sort of, sort of uh, storyline, but you know, it's something to play around with a little bit while right. uh, you know, sort of waiting for Skyrim to come out. So that's 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 mostly what I've been doing. I, what we're, I, mean, I guess, the other thing is while we're talking, uh, uh, where we're getting set up earlier, we were chatting a little bit. I've been trying to get uh, you know get on Twitch a little bit because I, I want to do uh, for the charity stream coming up at the end of the month. I, I'm going to do a Skyrim unboxing, I think, and and maybe oh, nice. actually start my. Maybe actually, what I may actually do is start my Skyrim roundtable character live on the Twitch stream. I haven't decided you know, if that's if I want to do that, but I thought that might be kind of fun just to have a complete Skyrim noob playing with a special edition um, as part of the charity stream. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch because I don't think I'll ever have that. <laughs> this game is brand new feeling and it's always it's it's kind of like when you take your take a, a kid to disneyland for the first time and you get to experience everything that you've gone through every every emotion and stuff that you went through the first time you went you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 so that's that's what i thought it would be kind of fun to, to do that so uh so what i want to do is get everything sort of set up on up i i think for twitch streaming it's gonna be best to use my laptop uh, so I can use the ASA account. Um, so I, I and I guess it's going to drop. What is it? The Friday before the, the charity stream? Yep, I think the is day the day before. Yeah. 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 So I guess yeah. that that Friday night I'll need to, to to get it installed and everything. So I get over the the install glitches and you know I guess uh, like for for Fallout there's a there's sort of the the character creation scene that that depending on which version kind of happens at a couple of different points like it's the shower scene in fallout 4 where mm-hmm. you're coming out of the shower and shaving is there something similar in skyrim where there's kind of an obvious like you know, this is the point where you oh, yeah. your character yeah yeah, yeah it, it's um basically every elder scrolls starts you off the same way you're some kind of prisoner okay 
And, All right, so uh, yeah, and that that first opening scene is it's pretty cool. Um, you're basically you're riding in a cart and your eyes open up and you experience the world for the first time. Okay, so that and that happens immediately when you yes. start the game. Okay. Well, All right, so you go through the. Correct me if I'm wrong, Juan. I I only played a few times. You kind of go through the cart and then once you get to I don't want to say too much. You get to the town. At that right. point, when you give your name, don't you create your character? Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's there's what a minute or two, a couple minutes of game pl- or of cutscene, then you get to a point where you do create the character. So yeah, very yep. similar to Fallout. It's you know, little bit happens, create your character, and then go into the game. Right. <laughs> and while you're on the cart, you can definitely look around and see. A lot of um, a lot right, of the world yeah. and experience just the graphics for the first time. Cool. Uh, it was really cool for me because um, when I played Oblivion, uh, you start in a basically in a jail cell uh, mm-hmm. underneath the underneath the capital of Cyrodiil, and then you go through the sewers and then you come out into the world and you see the world. So this was this was really nice. The fact that you just kind of see the world, and then I remember in. Uh, in Morrowind, you start out in a boat, and again, you were you were a prisoner. <laughs> so it's always a prisoner. Does anyone know why it's a prisoner? Excuse me, a prisoner. I am sure there there is a way, but it there there are people that know the the reasoning. I, I um, it just seems like that's kind of the way they want to start out, mm-hmm. and it's just a prisoner with no real history that anybody knows of it's he's kind of um it seems like he's just people are just like oh uh, you're a prisoner x and we have no sometimes it's like we have no recollection of we we don't even know why you're here you were captured or you doing something or you were in the wrong place at the wrong time type of thing so it really leaves it open for you to sit there and say I was there for this reason. And then you just kind of go from there. So are you buying it on PC or Xbox? Um, I am going to get it on PC for free Mm. since Mm. I already have it. And I may wait till the price comes down a little bit in order to get it on the Xbox. Um, But I do enjoy it on my PC. So Um, we'll see. Um, because I know I enjoy gaming on my on my Xbox uh, on the console. Because I just sit mm-hmm. sit on the couch, sit in a chair, and just don't do a whole lot else. <laughs> what, what about you, Pat? I, I, one, almost exactly the same as one. So I, I went ahead and bought the uh, the the current Steam version, which mm-hmm. is what like twenty whatever it is, the one that's going to get a free upgrade. So I bought that whatever that complete package is on Steam. And uh, so I'll get the I'll get the upgrade when it drops, and then I've, I I pre-ordered it on Xbox. So that's I'm like one. I think I pr- I prefer I prefer uh, the console just for 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 normal just normal gaming. It's just a little lower lower key, easier lower maintenance, lower right. overhead. Uh, but but it's also kind of fun to have the laptop if I want to travel with it or what. And like with these games, Fallout, Skyrim, and you know, they're so they're so complex. You can easily have two characters doing completely different things and not feel like you're, you know, sort of 
doing you, you, there's probably like in fallout four you do sanctuary maybe you have to do that some of that crap over but but most of the stuff you're, you're you can do, take very different approaches and you're not you're not wasting your time by by doing the same thing over and over yeah and actually that's that is the one nice thing about skyrim is the fact that once you get out of the opening sequence you just pick a direction and go there there's really nothing that says you have to go here you have to do this first um there i think the only place and it's this is not too spoilery i i, I don't think is uh white run it requires you to do some stuff in order to get in but i'm not even 100 sure about that um i think you can actually go anywhere in the world really uh just pick a direction and go um there there are uh characters or things that sit there and say kind of say you can go in this direction to to follow the main story but even at that point it's just kind of like well you know uh go you will meet up at this place uh if if you want to con- not it doesn't necessarily if you want to continue with the story, but we'll we'll meet up here. I'll meet you there. You know, you you can either follow me or you go your own direction. There are leveled enemies, though, correct? Or do they scale? Uh, like you can't because like a giant is a higher level, like a much higher yeah. level than you initially, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. There are there are some leveled enemies, but you can avoid them fairly easily. So you could um, run but, the map at level one or whatever it, i mean are you going to run into areas that you're just underpowered there will be some areas that you're just a little underpowered um you can sneak through or you just have have to be pretty careful um i know um i've run some some mods where it's uh, basically live another life and you kind of choose where you're gonna pop up mm-hmm. or you don't necessarily choose but you say oh I'm, I'm this or whatever and then it'll put you in an area where just you're it's it's a little bit above your level um so some sometimes you may find yourself wanting to drop the level or um but because um skyrim is based on how what skills and stuff you use you you level up that way and you eventually you 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 get to the point where it's it's a lot simpler Hmm. so did uh, sorry pat you were gonna say something no 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 uh it's uh uh what would you guys recommend in terms of the first case so i was gonna play along with the skyrim roundtable and uh, I, w- I was sort of thinking about how the Fallout roundtable worked. Is that sometimes the characters, you know, are, are can be hard, just really hard if you get a if you get a weird role on your uh, on your roundtable. So that's that, one of the things I was trying to decide was whether to do the the roundtable for my first character, which would be fun and kind of random. But I'm a, a little afraid it might be hard, too hard for me to kind of learn the game if I'm if I'm doing it completely the first time with uh, you know with a with a sort of more random roundtable type character. Mm. I guess my question to you is, um, what type of character do you normally like to play in Fallout? I, I usually do like sort of one of everything. Um, I'll usually start, uh, almost always start with a sneaky ballistics type build, you know, some sort of gun or, or, or something. But then I'll eventually, I'll eventually do a melee. Um, I, I 
you know, you know, and this isn't always for, true for all games. That in Fallout, you know, melee and unarmed are actually different, right? You know, there's, there's, right. and and you can have a, there's certain weapons that are actually considered unarmed weapons, like a boxing glove or brass knuckles or whatever. So they're they're yeah, different. The power uh, fist. Yeah, power fist, right? A classic example. But like, I, I don't like the uh, the unarmed weapons. I, you know, I don't like the power fist in four. I think I feel like they made it sort of boring. Um, so. Um, so anyway, eventually over the course of, of the game, I'll, I'll play one of everything, but usually start out with, I guess, what would be kind of equivalent to the Steaky Archer kind of kind of angle. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I know Colin hates the Sneaky Archer as well, <laughs> as, well as Andrew. Um, and But I mean, if that's the type of player, the type of player you're used to doing, um, that's actually probably the easiest way to do it. Um, because your sneak uh, builds up so quickly. Just anytime you're in a sneak and there's enemies around, you build up your sneak, and then that helps you level. And the bow just uh, eventually becomes pretty overpowered where um, you get to the point where you're just one-shotting dragons, which you're just like, uh, no. Yeah. So with what, what normally I, I do at that point, if it's if it gets to the point where it's just like two or three arrows and and the dragon is dead, then I'll just start bumping up my levels. And yeah. eventually you'll be playing at legendary and uh, you're still doing really well. So Okay, the, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, so that, that, might be, that might be the safest start, but then then eventually I'd like to branch out and do some of the more you know, creative stuff. Because I know just like Fallout, I know you can do it. There's, all, there's almost right. unlimited choices. Yeah, because I think I want to play um, a two-handed – I'd like to play a nice two-handed character that maybe uses poisons and – uh, and then, and then uh, another thing that really helps you out in um, in Skyrim is to definitely build up your um, your smithing, uh, because that'll um, help you make your uh, even even like a lot of the weapons that you find it'll make them stronger, as well as enchanting. Uh, you can uh, basically you know how you find the legendary drops, uh, enchanting in the same way, but you can actually anything just a, anything you find. Any enchantment that you find on a on a weapon in the world, you can uh, break it down, learn the enchantment, and then put it on anything else you want. Cool. So that that's um, like if you're used to playing um, a little bit of sneak and stuff, sneaky archer will be the way to go. Um, later on, there's always the option of a sword and board, which is a sword and shield, uh, a two-handed weapon. There's the mage, which is actually probably the hardest in the beginning, and then you get to the point where a mage is super overpowered, which is kind of what you would expect from a mage, you know? Because in the beginning, you're, you're, you're just learning your spells, and you're very, you don't have as much um as much mana so that you can can't cast as many spells so that you kind of expect that from a mage and then eventually with, uh, with training and you know a mage gets to the point where they're throwing up shields and they they're just they're pretty beefy and, and powerful you know and that's what you expect yeah. from a mage yeah, that's 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 exactly the classic uh, way that it works in uh, you know like in D and D and tabletop gaming too. Your your mages they 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 die 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 die, and then all of a sudden they're kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeremy, I wanted to mention something. You know, maybe maybe it's not a conversation for today, but but it could be or it could be for another time. Is uh, Dennis was talking about uh, 
sort of uh, stealth being overpowered in, uh, in in the mafia game, mm. and, and that's been a topic of conversation, you know, here in in, in in Skyrim Fallout as well. But you know, the the one game that I think where stealth is 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 effectively the point of the game and is incredibly well implemented is, is the Thief series. Have you guys ever played that? Uh, I actually just I, I downloaded it because it, it was one of the games that was offered with games with gold. Yeah, um, yeah. was I, it? Yeah, son of a bitch. When was that? Um, about a month or two back. God damn it! Yeah, I hate it when I miss <laughs> a good game on gold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I was I, I saw the um the opening of the game and it looked really interesting, and but I uh, as it. I was I still wasn't one hundred percent certain uh, if I wanted to get it, so I kind of waited, and then I started seeing reviews, and they said that after the beginning, then it just goes kind of weird. Now, which and, which one is that? Is that a uh, is that is that the three sixty version, or is that is there is there an Xbox One version? Yeah, it came out for both. Okay, yeah, because I I think if um, if if you're talking about the same one I, that I played on 360, I, I think you are. I, I, that to me was the weakest of the franchise. I, I really didn't enjoy it um, as much. But Thief, I guess one and two, like from way back in the day, of course, yeah, they would be pitiful in today's you know, versus graphics and everything else. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the quality of the game, um, those I thought were, were really, really awesome games. I, I would love yeah. to see those kind of rebooted for for modern consoles because uh just sneak is exactly the point and and you can kill you cannot kill um and uh it's 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 just very well implemented yeah i think um i, I for me if if the story is really good uh it the graphics are probably secondary even tertiary. Yeah. agreed you know, it, agreed because yep. I, I love a good story um I think for for sneak, um, I was I started playing sticks, which um, I was watching Victor playing uh, on PC once, and uh, it looked pretty interesting. So I picked it up, and that game is uh, uh, has quite a bit of sneak in it as well. At least in the beginning part where I was working, and there's certain skills that you can use to help you out. So I I didn't I I enjoy a game where you have to be sneaky. I, I remember I played the sniper. Uh, sniper elite have you ever played that no i i think michael and i were talking about it yeah yeah and uh i i did enjoy that game but what i the one thing i uh, i had to you kind of have to get used to is yeah you have to go in and you have to um, take out your objective your your target but on your way there you have to start setting traps so that when you escape um basically the the traps will um will uh kill maim or uh stall any of your pursuers so it gives you the opportunity to escape you're not just kind of sneaking around sniping and then working your way back out so you kind of have to plan ahead uh to f- plan your escape from the from the beginning which for me it was kind of kind of weird because it's like I'm used to where you go in in you get your objective and then you're done you know where on this one it's like okay uh 
this, this is going to be my extraction point. This is where I'm going to exit. So I need to start setting this up so that I can start doing this and this and this so that I can escape. Uh, and I, I found that I died a lot in that game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny because uh, that that's so different from and not just not just Fallout, but uh, you know, a lot of the Bethesda maps, a lot of the games where no matter how hard it is to get into your objective in a mission or a quest, almost always at the end, like in Bethesda, you're, you're, you go down, 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 and you get to the end and like, oh, there's an elevator that takes you back up, but you can't reach it. But, you know, it's, yeah. they just do that for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, if I had to get myself out of that mindset. And and the thing is, is like you sit there and you finish and you're like, oh, man, I should have set a trap here. I should have set this up. And you're kind of trying to set it up at the last as you're escaping. And that, and that's what makes it difficult. So you almost have to play the, that game a, f- a few times in order to sit there and say, OK, I remember this area and I have to do this, this and this. I can let me set something up here, here, here so that I, when I'm running out, I don't even have to work. I just keep on going, you know. So it, it's it really requires a lot of planning. Um, which I mean, I guess a real life sniper goes through that. I don't know. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Uh, that's that's pretty good. Did Did you play Dishonored at all, Pat? I have not. I have not. Because Thief almost sounds similar to Dishonored, where you play good or evil. Essentially, you can kill or not kill. Yeah. Now is that is that uh, if, if I remember right that there's a recent release in that series right in recent Dishonored? Uh, there's yeah they're coming out with the second one. Oh, it's not out yet. Okay. No, there's a definitive edition. I thought it came out this last month. Oh, maybe it did. Hold on. Dishonored. Come on. If I could spell this, would go quicker. Two release date. Is November eleventh. Ah, okay, cool, cool, cool. So it's so then the definitive edition is the one that came yes. out last month. Yes. Ah, awesome. Yep. So, and that is of course a Bethesda game. Is yeah, it? I've seen yeah. some of the trailers for the gameplay and everything, and it looks pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll it would pull me away from Skyrim or ESO, <laughs> but it, it looks interesting. <laughs> I don't think anything's going to pull you away from those, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because really only Bethesda games are the ones that make me a, a one-game person, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm kind of like you where I'd sit there and I'd play a lot of games. But I think if I find a game that really just kind of sucks me in, I, I I will play it till I finish it. And that's the bad part about um, ESO is that you don't really finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Skyrim, yeah, you don't really finish. I have thousands of hours in, in Skyrim. I had over 800 hours in Oblivion. Um, I did actually finish um, Final Fantasy VII, uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't finish um, Mist because that was another game that that I really enjoyed. You guys ever hear of Mist? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I played that way back in the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, back in the '90s. Yep, <laughs> that was a great game. One um, of the only games that would run on my old computer. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I also played a lot of the the D and D based type games. Um, uh, Baldur's Gate I enjoyed a lot until um, my computer couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> mm. 
I so, never played that particular series. I did uh, Might and Magic. Oh, okay. I, I've heard of that one. Never actually played that one. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty early. Um, it was like it, it wasn't the, the sort of top down thing like the early Fallout's, but it was a very prim. You know, the early ones were really primitive maps, and you you okay. didn't have any. There was no like moving animation or anything. It was basically just like a character icon that you sort of pushed around this this grid map. It was, uh, and, oh, then, okay. and then eventually got more uh, more sophisticated. All right, and it had a, had kind of like the the random random dice roll type thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the like the D and D rules because I yeah. think um, Baldur's Gate had that same type of thing, but it was t- it was top down uh, where you had your party and uh, basically um, as you leveled up, you sit there and you pick. Okay, I'm gonna put uh, points into this and this and this so that you could develop your characters similar to D and D. I remember we were supposed to start a D&D club or something, but I don't know what's been going on with that. I I used to, I had a lot of friends that played D&D and I played a little bit and did some Marvel and also did, uh, there was a vampire uh, game also that came out. So it, that type of stuff is pretty interesting, it's, especially if you have somebody with just a really good imagination and just makes you, brings you into the world, you know? Yeah. So is there anything coming out besides Skyrim that you're looking forward to? I'll put that question to both of you. Start with Pat. Yeah, that's that's it for me. That, uh, that'll, I imagine I'll probably uh, take most of my sort of redevote my uh, the time I've spent on Fallout for the past you know basically year or so and uh, start uh, derping around in uh, in Skyrim. Juan, um, I I've been so into um, ESO and my other stuff. I haven't really kept up with what games are coming out. Um, there's usually at least one game that comes out that I, I'm really want to look at, uh, but at this point I haven't seen anything. Is that... uh, Gears of War on your radar, or is that kind of? Uh, no, I've you? never played any of the Gears mm. of War. Are are they pretty good? Um, yeah, what, what style of game is it? You know, it's a, a third person shooter type okay. of game uh they're fun i mean it's definitely a lot of fun but i guess their online horde mode is supposed to be kind of top notch so and i've never played that i i beat the first one started playing the second one and then probably got rid of the xbox at the time <laughs> although i do have it was a games with gold a few months ago so i do have it Okay. Gears yeah, of War 2. Well. Yeah, and Gears of War Ultimate Edition came with my Xbox One, at least this version of it. Uh, so I have that. Haven't really played that. I've heard really good things about 4, so I'm I'm on the fence. Although right now, Xbox has a sale on some digital games, one of which is Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which I keep saying I want to get again, but... Then I think about it, and it's I've got Mafia Three I'm playing, <laughs> which is open world. It's like where do I really need to spend the money on Syndicate just so I can have all the Assassin's Creeds on the Xbox One right now? Uh, yeah, I, I think don't know. Right now they have um, Assassin's Creed China and Games with Gold. Yeah, I've heard not great things about about those. Uh, I picked it up just because it was free. And right. Just. Uh, and I know they. Uh, there was a few other um, 
Assassin's Creed games they did. Uh, I just have I have a hard time getting into Assassin's Creed because I played the first one. <laughs> and the first one was like so weird to me because it goes into cutscenes when you do certain certain moves mm-hmm. and I, I don't like that those because that was the thing I didn't like about um uh what was it the Lara Croft games um, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider yeah. is the fact that yeah where it goes into like little cutscenes. I think the only game I really did enjoy that type of thing was in um Crisis. I played Crisis 2 mm-hmm. and a crisis three as well and those games i i loved uh, they're first person shooters and it, i it's just something about it i guess the fact that it's not too close to reality that that i enjoy because you're fighting aliens and yeah right. you do fights but the the alien aspect and everything like that makes it otherworldly so i don't it it's not because it, it, I play games to escape reality, I don't right, want. Right. <laughs> so I mean, if I have superpowers and all this other stuff, it just—it's like okay, this is something that couldn't really happen. So I, 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 it, I don't have. I'm not in the real world. Sure, sure. Hey, uh, Pat, do you have to hop off or? You... Yeah, I should. Uh, I should bounce here. Uh, thanks for uh, inviting me on, Jeremy. Yeah, if you guys want to keep going, please do and. Uh, uh one good to good to talk with you i think it's like i yeah, said this first great. time live good, great to great to catch up and uh i'm sure we'll be talking uh skyrim and uh and a charity stream and a bunch of stuff over the next couple of weeks oh yeah for sure there's plenty of stuff to talk about and hopefully we'll we'll do this again sometime all right guys keep on gaming thanks for your all time right. pat you too Bye. See ya. all right so um yeah, don't uh, don't judge Assassin's Creed on Assassin's Creed One. Yeah, because that there is the Ezio collection is coming out shortly, also, which is Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which is really good. Pretty short, like a seven or eight hour playthrough, but really, really good. And then okay. Revelations. Right. And let's yeah. see. I like I like the history aspect of those games where it kind of gives you a little bit of history as as you're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, Assassin's Creed Two you deal with uh, Da Vinci. Oh, okay, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, um, and he can build that's the you one some... where it had the the knife that comes out of, from underneath the sleeve. Yep. Yeah, okay. he, and he builds some some crazy stuff for you, like a. I think he builds you a flying machine, like a hang glider type thing. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that in the in some of the um, uh, what are they called the the videos that they do for November seventeenth is the release date for that. Okay. So um, it, I really enjoyed Brotherhood. It was really really cool because you recruit other players. Or other, you know, you recruit people, and then you there were fights or missions or however you want to say it, where you would I would just walk up into the area, tag the person, and then call in the you know my my other people, and they would just take care of it. It was just okay. really really fun, and I, yeah, I really I really enjoyed that. So I think I'll be picking up this. Plus, I never finished Assassin's Creed 2 or Revelations. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but 2 was just 
very different, very fun. It wasn't Assassin's Creed 1 where it was the same three mission styles over and over and over again in every city. So. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was the one thing that I heard <clears throat> is that the first one did get really repetitive, but oh, yeah. um, but it um I mean it was the first one. Yes. But sometimes you, you get get that in your in your head and you're just like uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I I hear you. I mean that's yeah. so you never get a yeah, second chance to make a first impression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I'm I'm definitely willing to try it again and see see what i see see what it is um i know a lot of the games that i i've i've played are mostly ba- uh, based in fantasy because mm-hmm. um, for me like um dragon age is a game that i really enjoyed and that one also was uh D- the first one was definitely uh D type rules mm-hmm. where um as as you level up you get x amount of points and you put them in into whichever uh uh, traits you want in order to develop the character that you want and the way you want it. Sure. Um, and of course, Skyrim and uh, just uh, I tried Witcher two at one point. That one it, it didn't seem to work for me. Sure. Um, I uh, I don't. I'm not used to having to do ever plan ahead. So it's it's kind of a different mindset. Um, I may I may give them another shot and and figure out figure it out. I because I, I only gave it maybe uh, two or three hours mm-hmm. of of, uh, of an effort really, or maybe not even that. And so uh, a lot of times uh, it's it's kind of the first impression for me, and it's like ah oh, no okay I, I'm not I don't think I care for that, and uh, I need to stop doing that and mm-hmm. give games a little bit more of a, of a go so that I can really appreciate them a little bit more or surely have a better opinion as to, okay, it doesn't work for me. Right. Well, and that's, that's kind of why I've switched to digital or that's one of the reasons I do the digital is, you know, you kind of got to gut check a little bit more and, hey, you're about to drop $60 on this. And you right. can't get rid of it. You can delete it, but you cannot recoup any of your your money on it as I could if I was buying physical games. Okay. You know, and that that's kind of helped curb my buying of every game that I can. Mm-hmm. Because it is, uh, you know, you don't get, unless you buy on the sales, which are awesome. You know, I think that's how I got Witcher 3 again. Right. Was on, was like 20 bucks or something. And that's, you know, you do, you kind of, all right. Like right now, Gears of 4 is on the, is on the scale going back and forth. Do I, do I get it? Do I not? You know, it comes out Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still be playing Mafia 3. Do I wait until it maybe goes on sale between now and Christmas? I don't know if Xbox does that with something so new and definitely triple a right but you know that's the thing it's like well or do i get assassin's creed syndicate because it was a really really fun game there was so much to do and you know i've talked about assassin's creed at at nauseam i think at this point but the hell was that hmm 
Don't know what that noise was. <laughs> uh, oh, countdown right. timer. <laughs> no, <laughs> apparently, my Facebook is making system sounds. Uh, uh. So yeah, you know, do I spend the money on Gears of War four that maybe I won't even like it? I know, right. you know, and I'm look. I look at reviews, and I don't always trust reviews. There's a few people in the industry. Like kind of funny guys, I uh, kind of trust what they say because they do kind of line up with the way I play games. So I'll wait and see what they have to say about it. So yeah, that's why I, I, that that is a big reason why I do enjoy this group because um, a lot of them, uh, a lot of the guys on in the group, uh, their their mentality for gaming is similar to mine, mm-hmm. or um, I or. If if there it isn't similar to mine, I at least uh, respect their opinions and right. say a game that I normally wouldn't have given a shot. I sit there and go, hmm, maybe I should check that game out, right? Because so and so says it's pretty good, so let me let me check that out. Um, but I guess that is the one nice thing now uh, with Twitch is you can uh, mm-hmm. you can just pull up a Twitch stream and sit there and watch somebody playing the game and go, ah, oh, I like that, or hmm. It looks interesting, or <clears throat> yeah, that's not a play style that I like. Right, right, and that <coughs> Twitch is an awesome. That is a awesome benefit of Twitch is you can pop it in and or uh, pop it on and just watch a game and kind of get. You don't necessarily get the entire feel, but you get enough of a feel where, ooh, I like this, or eh, it's so so. Right. So that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely a bonus to Twitch. So, what is your what is your th- well, I was to say what is your thought on the VR? Is that interest you in any way shape or form? I have issues with uh with VR. Is it still um, too infant to be Well, the the excited? issue that I have is I've gone to watch like um the 3d movies and and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and the one thing that i've always noticed is they sit there and basically they're telling you what you need to focus on Mm -hmm. you know um because i'll be i was uh what was it when avatar came out there was um there was a scene where there was a guy in the background with with a putter sitting there doing some putting but it was it was um they made it uh blurry because it was it was supposed to be in the background mm-hmm. and then you're sitting there focusing where i would have sat there and gone at that point uh i was like what kind of putter is he using you know <laughs> but it was so blurry and when i when, when there's stuff like that in the background and they blur it out because they want you to focus on this right. it gives me a headache mm-hmm. uh, because i'm forcing my eyes to to focus on something that you cannot focus right so that's that's the issue that I have with uh, with VR is the fact that you it not everything is clear. Um, I know in video games that the they make everything clear so you can sit there, but I don't know how that affects the um, the feel. Um, I the idea of uh, sitting in my chair and having something over my head kind of <laughs> defeats the purpose of gaming for me. Right. It because. 
I don't think the one thing that I, I don't like about that I think will happen is you, you'll only be able to sit there and play for about half an hour and then you're just like, oh, I'm itchy up. Oh, right, right. I'm sweating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or my eyes are starting to get really watery because of this thing or, you know, so I think or your wife starts to mess with you and puts real <laughs> stinky stuff in front of you just without you knowing. <laughs> yeah, anything is possible, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it I think um cuz I've I've sat and just played a game for for a few hours and really enjoyed it and to have something over my head and right I think I I don't think I'll be able to get as much game time out of a out of or at least uh, a single session for a game that has the VR. I the the way I look at it right now is right now, and I'm going to speak a little more to PlayStation VR as opposed to okay. Oculus or Vive. Is everything seems to be more of an experience right now as opposed to a game? You know, like there's Batman right. Arkham VR, which is like an hour, hour and a half if you're lucky experience, which I I watched a little bit of a street uh, YouTube video of it. Obviously okay. it's different. You're not in the headset, but it looks interesting. It looks fun. But if I'm going to spend the $400 on a PlayStation VR, I want to have a, you know, a game like fallout or Skyrim that essentially you put this on and it's, you know, your head becomes, you know, your right stick or your whichever. Yeah, yeah your right stick. So you can, right. you look around and you're in the environment and, you know, as opposed to kind of the way it is now. I want the full right. game experience in the VR. And I've, from what they've said about PlayStation VR, at least, is it's not a super high-res screen. Okay. So it's like, you know, I want to see that super high-res 4K screen i want to you know if that means i have to get a ps4 pro or whatever the hell you know, yeah i know uh bethesda is working on fallout 4 for vr see so now it, when that comes out you know sign me up but until that point <laughs> you know i'd rather spend 400 dollars on you know what is that a whole bunch of games <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> you know i'd rather drop 400 bucks on games than on one you know on one unit yeah and even then it's like do you want to drop that much that much money on one unit for one game Mm -hmm. right because it gets to that point and it's like and it's a game that i've already played right is there any other games that are coming out that would make this worth me making this investment right i guess the uh the new Resident Evil game is being developed for v- for PlayStation VR. Okay. So, you know, okay, now we're starting to get that. But again, I've never put one on, so I might... I'm still not skeptical, but I've never been in a VR, so I don't know what that's like. It's supposed to be awesome, and I'd love to check it out, but... I'm not like I'm not going to spend four hundred dollars on hour and a half experiences. I want the ability to put this thing on and play for hundreds of hours and live in the Fallout world or the Skyrim world, you know, and just be, you know, you turn around to see things. That's awesome. You know, look what's behind you instead of just move the stick. You turn your head. 
But again, I want to be able to sit down and play. I don't want to have to stand up and swing my arms like a crazy man. I want it more of just being in the experience or in the game itself, not you know, not running or doing anything goofy like that. Because I, I, I just get too tired. I don't want to be swinging a sword or what a virtual sword. You know, just give me my controller then. So, yeah, that was um, one of the failures of the Connect is um, the fact that in order to play this game, you had to you had to stand up and and move your arms right. and do stuff. So you, which I really enjoyed for like a lot of the um, the sports type games that they had or the the cartoony sports games because mm-hmm. I, I spent I spent a lot of time just playing ping pong <laughs> in, with the Connect because that was a lot of fun. You know, you sit there and, and you swing your arms and you're and you're swinging a racket and and just playing against the computer, which was a lot of fun and. I've actually you can actually play you could actually play against another person with with that. Um I think the only mm. issue is the fact that you guys are so close together that it makes it a little bit difficult. Right. But yeah, um uh, cuz I know that I saw some uh some videos where uh Microsoft was coming out with a Luma room where it had um cameras that would uh put uh, a lot of game footage around your room, hmm. so you you were actually in the game, and you could turn around and and look at, around the room, and it would it would kind of follow you. I don't know if it's something that they're still working on, still developing, but even something like that, uh, still you're like you said, you're standing around, you're sitting there pointing, and you're shooting, and you're reloading. It kind of reminds me of. Remember the the shoot 'em game at the video arcade where you you sit there and uh, lift up the gun to reload, and then you sit there and shoot at the Time screen. Crisis or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, those types of games. Yeah. So, but with basically your entire room, which seemed like a great concept, but uh, I don't think anything will really replace sitting on the couch and right using a controller right i'd rather buy a a really nice tv 4k you know 70 some inch maybe bigger i'd rather (laughs) spend the money on that and sit on my couch and play these games than. and again that's i've never played vr stuff so maybe i'll demo a psvr at some point and come back a changed man but Again, if I'm going to spend that, I want to be able to spend hundreds of hours in a game. And yeah, right now and that's, that's not that's an option. That's the thing is you there there needs to be a game that where you're going to spend a lot mm-hmm. of hours and they're playing right. and enjoying enjoying the whole thing and like you'll you sit there and you walk up to something and you're like Oh, let me look at this a little bit closer and then it kind of pulls it into your face, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. So I think I asked you this a couple months ago. How are you liking your Elite controller? Oh, I, I'm really enjoying it because mm-hmm. um, the main reason I got it was for ESO, and it's it's definitely fulfilling the purpose that I wanted because uh, in ESO you have two um, two bars with abilities, and you need to swap between them, and in, in the in the um, with the normal controller, you're using the D-pad, where 
<clears throat> this one has the triggers underneath. So I just put one trigger and mm -hmm. I have it set for the D-pad for switching, switching my mm. and switching out my my bar. So it yeah. for for that purpose, it it's doing exactly what I wanted. And the the feel is really nice. Um yes. so and it feels nice and heavy and solid. Yes. Uh, yep. So that's definitely what I'm enjoying. And it's making the um, bar swapping really nice. Uh, I'm thinking about setting the, having the B setting maybe for Skyrim so that I can, I can do the same thing with that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the more I've used it, I think at the, I think you and I talked about it right after I got it. But the more I use it, the more I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good, solid feeling controller. I do like that the the D-pad that's the, the, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a cup or whatever instead of the actual D-pad itself? Yeah, that's the one that I have as yeah. well. The, uh, it looks like a little, um, the little uh, <laughs> drum instrument that, yes. uh, that they use in the Caribbean music. Oh, yes, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I really, <laughs> yeah, that's the one I enjoy. I, I, I really enjoy that. And the short throw triggers are nice. Um, I haven't, I use the, the back buttons a little bit, but I'm too stupid to be able to, or uncoordinated to be able to use those. So yeah, I kept I hitting them. One. Yep. So I and, kept hitting um, them. I'm like, I gotta slow down with this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I what I found is um, using it for some of the D-pad stuff is what makes it um, pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I really enjoy it. I definitely would encourage anybody that's a serious gamer to drop the what 125. I think we got them on sale. I think we did, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, uh, it, for me, it, it's definitely worth it. It's it's made my gaming much more enjoyable. Yep. Yeah. It's so, well. And I mean, if if you, if you find that there's like certain buttons that uh, that you hit a lot when you're when you're gaming, uh, it's it's definitely worth it because like the triggers are really easy to to do with your with your other fingers and you don't have to take your fingers off the thumbs mm -hmm. but if if like if you use the um the what is it x y a and b buttons and there's one of those buttons that you use a lot or two of them you just set it to um you can set it so that uh, the triggers underneath will run those and yep. that that right there will save you some time where you don't have to take your fingers off the triggers um i think the, the biggest reason for for that game was for a lot of people that play um the uh, the first person shooters like like your um uh, what is it uh, halo and mm -hmm. where you're playing online against other people it, it definitely gives you an advantage um because you don't have to take your fingers off the um right the joysticks. Yep. So that that right there in that type of setting, it is a huge advantage, uh, which is the same thing for ESO, where if if you go into a PvP zone and you're being attacked and you have and you have your your bar set up uh, really well and you just switch real quick and do do your thing, it makes it that much easier for you to. Have have a fighting chance because there are a lot of really good players yep. out there, and any advantage that you can get is an advantage. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's uh, 
oh, what the hell's going on? It, it was definitely a good, uh, good investment. Right. Um, did they I make an, it, another one? Uh, only thing that I've heard of is that they're making the. I thought they made a Gears of War one, maybe. They they might have. Uh, anything is possible. Because um, all all I know is that they're. No, maybe they're, not. For the, they're gonna allow you to put skins on your controllers, where you can custom order them. I mm -hmm. think. Yeah, the the custom order you can do. Uh, here's a. This must be just a skin. Looks like a. No, you can always go to. Oh, that's from Colorware. That's why you can always go to Colorware too. If you want to spend an okay. insane amount of money right. on having a <laughs> controller custom painted. But, yeah. Uh, well, actually, the one the one nice thing I do like about the that controller is just um, the the grips and everything. It it it's not slippery. Right. It's got a nice uh, ta tacky type feel to it, so that it doesn't feel like it's going to fall out of your exactly. hands yeah. at all. Yeah. Even if your if your hands are real sweaty or you like that, um, it, the old the older controllers definitely get a little bit slick because um, mm -hmm. we've we had a little bit of hum humidity and a little bit of hot weather, and so your hands, my hands would start to sweat, and the game the controller would be a little. Not a lot. It's not enough to be a, a issue, but with with this with the um, elite controller, it definitely feels like it's just it. Everything it stays the way it is. I think it's a well made controller. Yeah, it does look like there is a Gears of War special edition one that's just red, red with some Gears logos and stuff on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely a good uh, good controller to have. Yeah, but well. I think we're going to wrap it up there. My wife says uh, lunch will be here shortly. So, Yep, and I'm getting ready for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As always, Juan, I, uh, I definitely appreciate your time getting up early on a Sunday to, uh, to join us. It's good to hear your voice again. Yeah, it's good. It's good to actually get on and, and talk <laughs> again. Uh, like I said, I, I enjoy I enjoy this uh, the podcasting, and I blame Andrew for getting <laughs> me into it. <laughs> Are we going to uh, hear from you on the 29th during the charity stream? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely going to try to be on there, and I'm going to see if I can uh, stream some some ESO. I want to see if uh, I might be able to get some of the guys to agree to maybe do. Uh, some of the some of the group dungeons, uh, maybe do one or two, uh, just awesome. to give people a feel for for uh, four four man dungeon, because mm -hmm. uh, those those things are fun and they're pretty insane. Nice, yeah. We'll definitely look forward to to seeing that. Yeah, so, if not, I'll, I'll do some type of ESO thing. Um, maybe I'll do some of the some of the uh, boss dailies or something hmm. like that because those are fun as well. There you go. Oh. Well. Until next time, I would like to say, keep gaming. Keep gaming. Hey guys, this is Andrew from the Fallout feed, and we are joined with another couple of heroes in the room with Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Andrew. And Victor. Hey, what's up? Howdy, howdy. And Colin. Hi, Colin. 
Hey, guys. Hey, we just got uh, done recording the most super secret episode of the Fallout feed that has ever been recorded with a special super secret game show. Jeremy, can you tell us a little bit about what happened on this game show? Lots of fun, lots of Fallout, lots of everything. Jeremy, Jeremy, get ready here. Um, You'll be going first on Quick on Your Think. Remember, you have five seconds to name three items in the category that I state. I will start the timer after I end... Saying the the category. Should have drank. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good time. Victor, uh, did you have any favorite moments or anything? Uh, Do you have anything to say about uh, our our games that we just threw out real quick? I think it was when we massacred 700 feral ghouls. I think that was was really cool. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. That's a good highlight to to go over. And never go against a Thethelion when (laughs) life is on the line. Uh, Colin, have you thoughts on on this uh, experience you just went through? Yes, we definitely have an explicit tag, so you know it's got to be good. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, you cannot let your children or uh, co-workers listen to this episode, I guarantee. Uh, but uh, what we've done well, you here... You can, you just won't be a good one. Oh, no, and you might be fired or... Um, yeah. Well, your job. Children's services might come take your children away. Good job. Damn it. Nope, that's three. <laughs> good job. Yeah, well, I wanted eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what we've done here is we've got a special episode, everyone, and uh, for a minimum of one dollar, oh, a minimum of one dollar. Yeah, feel free to donate ten or a hundred dollars for the special episode. That would be that'd be wonderful and a very heartfelt gesture. Uh, but this is a four-hour event of the twelve-hour uh, marathon charity benefit for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation because uh, that is a cause that is near and dear to the hearts of us at ASA Podcasting. Uh, My family directly affected. Uh, Jeremy, your family also directly affected. Uh, Any support that any of our listeners can can give for us is greatly appreciated. One way that you can uh, support our cause here is to donate $1. Jeremy, could you uh, give us a few of the details on this transaction? So you're going to want to donate through PayPal to asapodcasting at gmail.com. And you're going to want to make sure you use the friends and family option that will limit any PayPal fees. So if you do $1 to asapodcasting at gmail.com on PayPal, then that will clear you through. Just write in the uh, the comment section. There's a little comment box. Just please write uh, Fallout Feed number 50 or uh, Fallout Feed special game show episode or something like that. And uh, for $1 or any amount that you feel like donating, that uh, would be greatly appreciated. And we will send you off a link, and you can download this special episode of Fallout Feed number 50. And it's worth it. Uh, Colin and uh, Victor, what do you guys think? Uh, any last words here? Absolutely worth it. Awesome. Definitely worth it. I'm here. So. And it, yeah, that's great. Totally. Thank you guys so much for uh, participating in it. And uh, uh, Pat was on the show. Patrick. If you if you give me three named raiders, I'm going to rage quit. <laughs> uh, Kara was also on the show. That's well, quite all right. Faction, and then there's that faction. And then there's the other yeah, one over there. That one I joined them all, thing. you know? Yeah, and those whatsy hoosies in the back. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is misfiring all over the place. <laughs> and uh, it was good times had by all. Steve, Fred, George, Sam, Chuck, all of those guys, you know. And then we would have gotten so many messages. The ghoul gang. <laughs> <laughs> There's no real name. There's no real character. <laughs>
So I encourage you, please, $1 to asapodcasting at gmail.com over on the PayPal. And that will take you there all the way. And it's a wonderful cause. And we thank everyone deeply so much for the help and the participation in our little community. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, guys. Hello. 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 Moses, can you say thank you so much to everyone for helping out with the ASA Podcasting Marathon Cystic Fibrosis Charity event? We couldn't do it without you. Thank you guys so much. Say hello, buddy. Hello. Job. <laughs> Say thank you so much, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Hey, everybody, if you want to uh, send in an email to the show, go to asagametalk at gmail.com. Be sure to head to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, share. Head on over to asapodcasting.com for information on all of our shows, including the charity stream. And also click on that Amazon link. Help send a little love back our way. Pay some of the bills. And the charity stream, October 29th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.